What are we doing? We back? What's up, guys and ladies? Welcome back to Men on the Internet Podcast. I am Sunil. Across the way, we got... This is Curb. To the right of me, we got... I'm Chris. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. We are back. It's been a long time since I left you without a dope beat to step to. Anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Could be. Could buzz. Natch returns. You know, we do it every now and then. But anyways, how you fellas doing today? Can't complain. I am tired. What's yeah, your tired yeah, yeah. Well, you just got back. I did just get back. Um, nice and hot and toasty. It's very warm in here. It is warm in here. But uh, it's hot It's it's hot in Vegas, too. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where too. I was. That's Spent a week. Uh, but yeah, how yeah. was the, how was, how did you feel? Cause you spent a long time in Vegas. Like not too many people usually spend that much time, mm. right? It's usually two, three days. You spent right. like a week and a half, right? I spent, uh, seven days, seven days. So a full week. Mm. Um, do you feel like this trip was rejuvenating? Do you feel like it, it accomplished whatever purpose you went out there to accomplish? I didn't want to be at home. Gotcha. Right on. How was Meow Wolf? Uh, I don't want to give my opinion. <laughs> Y'all both ain't been there. I I I would like to know. <laughs> okay. I would say it fast. I'm still there. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Tell me in his feelings now. <laughs> Tell me in his feelings now. But no, but for real, like, um, do you feel like when you take a trip like that, do you come back and you're ready to go back at it? You feel like now you, you, you could get focused and, you know, attack whatever projects you need to attack? Or is it just like? um, I mean, I was working over there. Gotcha. So I, I didn't go to have fun for the whole week. I was just there. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nice. I, I was like working still here, but just from there. And just, you know, went to visit Redman. And, you know, he always invited me to go over there. Mm-hmm. So, um. You know, it just went while you had the the time and the space and everything, and just I kind of feel like I live there now a little bit. Um, you were there quite a bit. Yeah, there was multiple reasons to go there, but uh, this is also the first time that I flew there. Uh, I That's don't true. love you guys, Spirit or Frontier. Just saying that um, <laughs> you guys trick people with the twenty dollars tickets and the rules change on the bags every two days. Um, but this, I also did ride in first class. Let's um, go first class Spirit. First class frontier. What is that? Uh, That's it's about when the you, first two rows. Yes, the first say. two rows, and you have <laughs> enough knee space uh, to not stand up with chronic illnesses. Yes. Uh, so I was able to like wiggle and waffle my knees uh, without hitting the back of a seat. <laughs> How much more is uh, first class for frontier? Uh, I think my tears paid for it because <laughs> I got upset with the guy because he charged me for a, a carry on bag of ludicrous price. And uh, he was just like, let me just upgrade your seat. And I was like, Thanks. how much was the bag? $80. For a carry-on? For a carry-on bag. But if you purchase it up front, it's like 50 or something like that? This is up front. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying like when you purchase the ticket, if you buy a bag. They didn't give me the option. It, I used some different app 
Uh-huh. And it just was like, you got the bag and or you got the ticket and it was like bagging info and it was like, go to the airport pretty much. Wow. So it was $80 for the bag, whatever. Not going to cry about it, but tis what it is. Whenever I purchase uh, Frontier Spirit tickets and I see them like on those, you know, Skyscanner, whatever it is, I actually go direct through their website and purchase because I know they have played so many gimmicks and tricks with their bags. That's true. That's so true. like if I see that they're going to be the cheapest rate, I don't buy it through the website that I searched them through. I mm. go to the actual. It's the same spirit. price. It's sometimes cheaper. Yeah, it was $20. That's wild. That's great that you found that. I really um, was trying because I did that trip EDM weekend and everything was way expensive. Like mm-hmm. tickets were like mm-hmm. $200, $300 one way. Oh, no. crazy. It was twenty dollars. Yeah, each way. but s- sometimes I found tickets for like ten bucks to Vegas from LAX. Oh yeah, I I went to Burbank. Oh, you went through Burbank. Oh yeah, that's Even great. Better. Yeah, so like you get off the plane and then you're like here in the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a fine trip. Uh, I enjoyed myself. Um, I went through like a weight shift. You know, the first three days I was walking miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. By the way, walking is very good for you. Uh, yeah, what this, yeah. yeah, if you could walk like five to eight miles a day, like you would be so slim because I bought a shirt. I don't like the way you look directly at me when you said that, but okay, <laughs> continue. <laughs> yeah, he rarely makes eye contact he with said, you like this. He's like, hey, you yourself walk five to eight miles, Chris. <laughs> you look so slim. Thanks, bro. If you, the viewer, <laughs> walk eight to ten miles a day. You will be slim, uh, which I was. And then I started eating again. Uh, I've walked That's a whole influence. lot. I went to this uh, buffet called The Buffet. Um, Ooh, I which, like that. Which hotel? I have no clue. Uh, probably The Mandalorian. And yeah, that's right. That's right. I went there. It was so good, but it was so expensive because it was the receipt says Memorial Day buffet, and it was like $130. I was like, Y'all could have told me this. I was yeah. in the line for 34 five minutes. Y'all could have told me, like, Yo, this is expensive, yes, you know. But they just give you the bill, and I was like, Oh, gosh, uh, per uh, person. Yes, it was very expensive. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? I was expecting fifty dollars. No, hometown buffet is like thirty. The hometown buffet is not even thirty. Soup plantation. Like 20, Come on, the, the cheapest, unless you go Groupon, the cheapest you're gonna find is like seventy five bucks. Wow, that's insane. I went to a very very horrible Chinese buffet in Vegas once, and it was like thirty dollars. Not on the strip. Yeah, it wasn't on the strip. <laughs> it was, on, it was on the strip of land in Vegas. The strip. There's a whole like Vegas strip tax. Yo, I went to um, I I went to Vegas. I think the weekend before you, um, and I was so I was at the Stratosphere, which is like the end of the strip, right? When it turns into you know this, that's it, where we were at for, we we're like three doors down. Yeah, for when we went when we went for the birthday party. We were on that side of the strip. That's where the Airbnb we stayed at was. Really? But, yeah. We were on the strip? No. Oh. We were past, but it was... Right outside. Oh, off okay. the strip. But, Got it. Got it. like, they tell you, don't walk at night away from the strip, from the strat. Really? Because, dude, the homelessness out there is mm. wild. Really? And it's dangerous. People get robbed all the time. So, they're like, if wow. you... If you, like, we're at the outskirts, like, so the outside of the strip. So, they're like... 
push everybody to the outside of uh, of the strip and try to keep the strip, you know, what it is. But I didn't know that. Yeah. I had some bomb uh, uh, Thai food there, by the way. Mm, they have mm. some really great Thai food. Man, that Thai food was different. Mm. I ate every bite. That's, I mean, it's kind of wild now that, like, Vegas has turned into that. I mean, you were never, like, a part. I, I don't know. Did you go to Vegas much when you were younger and just party, no. go to clubs? So I went all the time in college and, you know, probably for probably from 21 to 31. I went to Vegas, like, multiple times per year, always in the clubs, all that kind of stuff. I've now, never been to a Vegas club. Now I go to Vegas and it's all about the food, <laughs> like walking around, He's trying to go to you know, circus. seeing the, <laughs> the watching H&M. some shows. Like, oh, I love the shows. I David like the Copperfield. Shows. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. It's crazy how like these television shows, talent shows, television talent shows is all the shows in Vegas now. Really? Like America's Got Talent, all those magician shows, like X Factor, like these the are dance all Vegas shows. shows. Now they're oh yeah, all these people that I saw on those type of shows oh. are now the the headliners in these Vegas shows. Yeah, like that's that. their contract or whatever. Yeah, if you win, you go to Vegas. Even that's if dope. you don't win, like even if you're mm, just a popular, now they have their they have shows there that that um and it's all like people as seen by on uh, AGT and all I that. I need kind to of see stuff. Chris Angel. Freak. I used to watch man, that show I all the time. I love that show. The yes, all that that was hard with the long hair. Oh man, it's like dang. I, I remember one time I did something. Uh, Chris Angel did. So he would like tap his cheek to tell a girl to kiss him, and then at the last second he like kiss her. And I did that uh, one time as a teenager, mm-hmm. and this girl was like, "Whoa!" And I was like. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> You're like, you weren't supposed to react like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know like, what they uh, do to Chris Angel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, damn, a handsome white man. Like, uh, damn. Have you, did you see that one show that Chris Angel was the judge for where the um, where the magician, like, physically almost got in a fight with him? Like, the oh. host had to hold him back. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, no. So, basically, it was a... A show where there was two Chris Angel was one and another magician was the judges of it and magicians would come on and do their acts and then they would judge them and stuff it was kind of like one of those reality shows Mm -hmm. but this guy was a psychic that his act was he was a psychic and so I think they had beef outside of the show like because they're all in the same community or whatever and so Chris Angel when this guy went on he had like this uh, number he had this like piece of paper in an envelope he's like you're saying you're a psychic if you can tell me what's in this uh envelope i will give you a million dollars right here or something like that and then the the guy that was the contestant was like you are such a prick you are so like because he's kind of like showing him out in front of like the right, audience right, and right. stuff and he tried to rush chris angel and the Host actually uh, uh, like held him back and stuff like that. I would not fight Chris Angel because I seen him take his shirt off and that dude was kind of buff. Yeah, yeah, he was all right. Mm. Like who 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 do you think will win, Chris Angel or David Blaine? Oh, Chris Angel. Mm, David Blaine. Know. David Blaine doesn't do magic. He does. How the hell am I still alive? Tricks. No, he does magic he too. He does a lot of magic. Nah, bro. David Blaine's not the one who's like, yo, I'm gonna sit in a coffin. He does that too, but he but also did you see does him a lot magic of- tricks in the hood. Yeah, what he be like, <laughs> and he be yes. doing, and he be doing it to athletes and stuff like that, like making yeah. them all scared and stuff. He does all kinds of card tricks and. Nah, Chris Angel is different. Chris Angel would be like, right now, I'm going to chop your head open, and the card <laughs> is going to be in your brain. Yeah, and he'll do it, and people will be like, whoa, 
Oh, with the, their head. The, the only thing with Chris Angel is I'm. He's always. It's always like some kind of. T- I always think it's like television tricks. I don't trust him. What? I trust David Blaine. Oh, there you go. Wow. The Indian speak. <laughs> Our next candidate, <laughs> Mr. Blaine. Candidate for what? I don't know. Magician okay. of the uh, year. I don't know. Because uh, I was gonna say the gubernatorial. No, oh just man. Why can't we talk about the Caruso is about to win? No, Elon uh, Elon uh, endorsed Caruso. Caruso, who is he the a boxer? mayor of L.A. Is or he going a boxer for the mayor? That he's in? Yeah, <laughs> was isn't it Caruso the guy that's oh, running? Robert Caruso? Yeah, he ain't gonna win. You don't think so? I don't think so. Who you think's gonna win? The dude that's there right now. You think Garcetti's gonna? Yeah. Wow. I think Garcetti's gonna win, and I think uh, Newsom Gruesome is gonna win. Newsom isn't back up till what? 20- Same time. Same exact time. 2022? Yes. I thought he's in until like 2024. are up for grabs. Wow. They're both going to win. Anyways, th- this episode, we weren't we're supposed to talk about any of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> we got off track. Sorry. Yeah, we did. Uh, let's get serious. We're supposed to be talking about gun legislation, mm-hmm. gun reform. Uh, there have been multiple issues uh, in the country since the top of the year. Well, pretty much since like the last 12 years. Um, and we've had school shootings. We've had um, church, church shootings. shootings. We've had grocery store sh- shootings. We've shootings. had movie theater shootings. We've had was a number of more mass shootings than there are days in the year so far. Okay. I want to clarify that point. Uh what do you guys think a mass shooting is? Well, it's defined as two or more victims, isn't it? Three or more. Three or more. So a lot of that 220 or whatever that was that was floating around, they're not, they were all like shootings, but they weren't all like, like deaths. Yeah. So just clarifying, if we still hit that same number of like three or four people died and consider it a mass shooting, mm-hmm. it would be like 10 or 11. Right. But uh, it doesn't it's semantics at this point. How? If it's shooting, it's just a shooting. If no, someone because, got hurt. Someone got hurt. No, because it's a different category. If there's a shooting and a mass shooting, those are two different things. So I think a lot of people equivocate mass shooting to mass casualty. Okay. And so what what he was stating is that factor that you said. Like, there's been more mass shootings. I think people think all of those mean there's, like, multiple people died. Yeah, more it, people it, died, like, multiple people it, died. It makes it seem day. like people are just walking around with guns and just shooting everybody. And 220 times during the year, there's just, you step outside and, like, people are just dying. But that's not necessarily the truth. There's a difference between shootings and mass shootings. Okay. So. Sure. Uh, so just putting that out there, because that is a very scary number. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's a very manipulative number all at the same time. That's okay. what, that's what I'm trying to say. But with that being said, the Uvalde shooting, which is the biggest, most spoken about shooting this year, was uh, a young man, 18 years old, or we're saying a young man. I think it was 19 or something 18, like that. 18, 19 years old, walked to an elementary school, shot kids yeah. and teachers. I believe he injured or got in an altercation with his grandmother that morning. Shot his grandmother. Killed her. Shot his grandmother. She's passed away since. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
and then uh, went to the school. And then went to the school and and committed this crazy act. Now the first thing that happens is uh, is outrage, mm-hmm. anger, Rightfully outrage. So. Uh, but oftentimes it's outrage to a specific group of people, which is why I mentioned that first statement, uh, because that number can be used in a manipulative way because that's can all stats asking all stats all numbers and data can be mm-hmm. used to say it's your fault or it's your fault or blah 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 so i'm here to ask you guys uh your take on this and what do you think can happen will happen um is there somebody to blame is it leadership is it the kid is it mental health is it all of this what like what are you, where are you taking from this um, I mean, first off, it's terrible tragedy, right? The first thing is you have to feel for the human loss. You know, parents are going to be traumatized forever, right? Those kids are going to be traumatized forever. The community is going to be traumatized for forever. So it's like, obviously, I understand the pain, the hurt, the outrage, and just like sad. Like there was a lot of my friends that were very impacted by, I mean, I think any parent with young children like had to pause and be like, Oh my God. Yep. You know, like this can happen. Like these are things that I don't think people even consider a possibility, right? You don't mm-hmm. think when you drop your five year old to school that somebody's going to come in and just kill them. So like, it's just a very, it's sad that there's that type of evil mm-hmm. that, you know, the innocence of uh, everybody is just like, man, like you can't, you're not safe anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's like the first thing, the tragedy. The second thing was just, I just hate how it just gets political right away. Right. So whatever side of the aisle you are, you're going to use it to hype up your point or defend your point, whatever the case may be. Right. So immediately after you saw people turn race into it, you know, um, you know, this is white supremacy or, or whatnot before all the facts came out. Right. Um, it was, you know, another issue with guns and gun regulation, um, all just before, you know, you even knew how many people actually would die, like who was involved, all this kind of stuff, right? Everybody's already there. And I just hate that. Like I just shut off Twitter because I was just like, I don't want to, I just don't want to keep seeing all these people argue with each other. And my timeline was just like, there's no way to cleanse this right now. Mm -hmm. So um, that was the immediate reaction. And then just as time went on, it was just sad. Like obviously the police didn't do their job. Um, just all the stories you saw of the parents and just their their pain and then i was so confused by how the mother of the shooter like her mm-hmm. interview was mm-hmm. just weird to me they shouldn't have interviewed her yeah i mean that's the problem right i think the the in i don't know i was about to take it on a tangent but before just to answer directly your question like yeah that was it was just a lot of emotions and you know, there's this debate about gun legislation like you talked about that, you know, I, it's just, you know, it, unfortunately it always goes back to the, the weapons versus the underlying causes of what's actually going on. What do you think? 
Um, there's like all of the things need to get discussed. It's not just one problem. It's not just one finger to point. It's like there's so many. Um, my thoughts go out to all the families, first of all. But there's like two, two big arguments that are two. Yeah, two big arguments that have come up mostly, and it's gun legislation and it's um, police. It's policing. It's you know, sh- you know, the response time was was so late. Somebody else was a border patrol had to respond to it, and he was like in the area or something or whatever that is. And there's um, those are two very big subjects that are not going to get solved here at this table, and they're not going to get solved in one day. But I think it's just a eye opening for people to discuss. And I don't know that I have an answer, but it's uh, it's tough. I remember um, hearing about Sandy Hook, and uh, that marked a specific moment in time where there is a cultural shift in the United States. <clears throat> You know, most countries that do very well is because most people think the same. And very well doesn't mean very well by your standards. It means very well by their standards. Mm -hmm. So, on average, when a country is doing well, financially well, socially well, most people think the same. The difficult part about the United States is that all thoughts are welcome. All ideas are welcome. But that just means, on average, there's always going to be a shift in culture. So when I think about this, and I see young people who are committing these acts of violence, it makes me think, these people have no fear. Not no fear of this life or of this world. They don't care if they kill themselves. They don't care if they kill others and they don't care if somebody comes and kills them. They have no fear of hell. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. They have no fear that after all of this is said and done, that something or nothing is going to happen. And so when I, when I see these acts, it tells me that this person has no purpose in life. They're floating in the wind. And so when they do something this evil, it's normal to them. That's why some people don't actually like putting out the name and the faces of the perpetrators. Because feel that. the next person is right. going to want to do it too. Oh, well, I can get that recognition. Yeah. yeah. Even it's though a game. Dead, it's a game. It's not real. It's because they have no fear. That somebody is going to say, you know what you did? Go burn. So there was this shift in our culture that said the one thing that we all stood under, whether we believed it or not. Because remember, the only thing that you can trust to keep you safe is the next person next to you. So if we all believe 
that somehow, someway, if I do wrong to you, wrong will come back to me, so I won't do you wrong, we're good. But if you don't believe that, we're in trouble. And look at this. We have 12-year-olds shooting guns at gas stations. We have 18, 19-year-olds shooting their grandmothers and shooting kids and teachers. We have a crazy person, sorry to call him crazy, going into doctor's offices and killing doctors. We have people going to grocery stores and killing people in the grocery store. This all happened in a month. And they live stream it. And they show it so that everybody can watch it. Mm-hmm. People ain't scared of going to hell. I was scared of my parents. But people are not scared anymore. When they say mental health, I purposefully, I, I personally don't believe that it's only a, a, a illness in the brain. I think there's an illness in the soul. There's a lot of people walking around here that feel like, well, I wasn't supposed to be here anyways. This is why I think it's important that people find their purpose in life, which is on average service to one another. That that fulfills people with why they're here. Mm. But when you have no legion, when you have no authority to be there for somebody who's in your life, to be there for somebody who's near you, to be there for your society, you commit these kind of evil acts. Who will walk into a school and look at children and kill? Pure evil. And somebody who fears no consequences. Bingo. But I think that's a greater thing that so when 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 uh it's kind of like the snowball effect so when not to get like i mean obviously it's going to get political but certain things when it comes to religion and god and stuff like that like people don't understand why so certain people are just like there's this attack on god right or there's this like um if you're religious or if you're spiritual or whatever it is, like there's like a negative connotation to it. Mm -hmm. And you know, like now you don't say the pledge of allegiance. You don't say under God, like get God mm -hmm. out of it and all this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. as that's happened and society's kind of like deteriorated away from that mixed in with social media and the, the uh, access to just so much information. I remember, you know, seeing, back when the war on terror quote unquote started to happen when we were seeing all of those videos of the terrorists beheading people mm-hmm. remember those videos used to go viral and, and and it's just like once you start getting desensitized to this type of stuff where it's just like it's just there there's nothing else to it so i'm going to talk guns it's interesting listening to uh our talking heads on the TV screen, uh, tell us about gun legislation. Hey, in this country, there was one shooting and then they did gun legislation. And then there was no more shootings. Mm -hmm. 
Anybody ever say, well, what's the gun legislation? Anybody know what that is? I know what they say it is. No, what is it? Uh, the assault ban rifle. Uh, the assault ban. Assault rifle ban. No, it's all guns. It's all guns. No more guns. You know what happens? People start stabbing each other. You know what happens after people start stabbing each other? They say, at least it's not guns. The difficult thing is the United States is filled with rebellious, angry people. Number one. Number two, it's also filled with scary, scary, scary people. Mm-hmm. Number three, it's also filled with scary, scary, scary government. And when you mix in the ego of the people and you mix in the ego of leadership and you mix in with mix that in with the fine line of freedom and captivity, everybody wants their guns because everybody's scared. And the founding fathers knew that they knew, hey, yo. Man gets angry. Man wants power. Man can captivate man. Which is why here's these guns. Because in case one man or a team of men get a little too crazy, you could shoot their brains out. Hmm. Protect yourself. Defend yourself. Right? Defend yourself. That's what it's there for. But then you start mixing it up with all this other stuff. Look. The tests are here. There are states and cities with very strict gun regulation. Shootings happen there. There are states and, and, and cities that have very loose gun regulation. Shootings happen there. What are we supposed to do? Every time we bring up the conversation of let's do something, something's already been done somewhere And yet somehow the bad guys don't pay attention to the rules. Isn't Mm. that crazy? Mm -hmm. Why didn't somebody just tell them that's illegal? (laughs) What is the actual solution? To me, it's a very disgusting thing. When I see on the internet, 10 minutes after the report comes out, hey, you senator, it's your fault. The blood is on your hands. Mm. Is that fair? I don't think so. I mean, look, I, there's a very, there's a lot of, like you said, when initially stats can be used to manipulate mm-hmm. and that could be used that the way that it's used to manipulate is certain things are omitted certain factors are omitted, right? And you only harp on uh, whatever fits your narrative and helps bolster your narrative. Uh-huh. So one of the things with a lot of these mass shootings, like 85 to 90% of them happen in what are called gun-free zones. Uh-huh. And why do these happen in gun-free zones? What do these criminals or these mentally deranged people or these pure evil people know about gun-free zones. No motherfuckers have guns there. Mm-hmm. So if you have a gun in a gun-free zone, the chances of somebody being able to gun you down, stop you, stop you in a gun-free zone where it's illegal to have a gun. How did they get a gun there? 
It's a gun-free zone. That's the problem, right? So the unfortunate part, pro, uh, unfortunate truth is that uh, armed society tends to be a safer society in the sense that there's guns are used to protect against uh, murders. Like there's something like a million, a million, um, a million, I forget the stat, but it's somewhere around a million incidences per year where a gun was used in self-defense. But there's no tracker for that. There's no thing on CNN every time a gun was used in self-defense that people hear about. The thing that goes over the radio, the thing that goes on the news, the things that the clips that come out and all this kind of stuff, unfortunately, are these terrible, terrible, terrible incidents of, you know, these mass shootings. And and if it's happening outside and you're only seeing it through watching it or hearing about it and things of that nature, you you tend to focus on what's in your face versus maybe what's really happening out there. And I think that's like when I'm debating this with people like it, you know, at work and stuff like that, there's a certain person that's just like they need to um, make it so that 18 year olds can't buy guns. You got to be 21 years old before you could buy a gun. I'm like, well, how does that change anything? No, we just got to make it harder for it to happen. Well, it's already pretty hard for it to happen. Some places. There are some places that it's pretty easy. There's a lot so, of gunmen that go out and buy the gun hours before they go do the, the crime. That's what I'm saying. So in the argument of the Uvalde shooter, he had two. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I don't know the timeline of when he purchased them to when the I heard happened. that he bought it that day. I don't know. But I, no, that's what I, I read. No, supposed to he happen. didn't. If it's like a 10-day waiting period. There's no way you could buy a gun. There's another incident where the guy bought it that day and shot people. Yeah, you could, you, but it, you, you you still go through all the processes. Like, you still have to go through a background check. You but still that's have to, my question. How is he, how are you going to buy two, a twofer? And ARs? Then, and twofer uh, ARs, whatever. It doesn't matter the gun. Buy two guns does, at the though. same time. It does, though. Say, There's a difference between buying two pistols and two AR-15s. There's, okay. there's a difference. If you're going to buy two pistols, there's limited damage you could do. But if you're going to buy an auto, a semi-automatic rifle mm-hmm. like that they're going to use in war. Right, right, right. And then they can take And then you buy two rounds. of them. Those I aren't the ones they use in war. I'm just saying, for example. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, those, that's the type of rhetoric that mm-hmm. gets all kinds of... But we're, the, we're getting away from my question here. My question is, if you, how is it possible that you can have two... Or purchase two and the background check goes and no one thinks, huh, that's kind of fishy. What do you need two at the same time for? Well, it's not. I don't know if he bought them at the same time. He had two guns, but I don't think he necessarily I bought both of them. I thought that's what they the said was that they had two. He bought two at the same time. Yeah, but even if you, I don't think there's any, I don't think that necessarily raises a red flag that somebody bought two guns. You could buy as many guns as you want. Like there's no, no, no there's so many people that buy multiple guns. If you can, like in tech, like in California, you can't. Right. But but in states like Texas, you can. And I'm sure he's not the first person that's bought multiple guns that didn't go out and kill a whole bunch of people. Like a lot of people buy multiple guns. That's not the issue. Are you not terrified? No, man. I'm scared of mad things. But my fear isn't because I don't think that there's evil out there. 
my fear is there's very little that I can control. So why be afraid? Like at the end of the day, like I, I have a certain belief system in what I'm doing, who I believe is in, in charge and in control and what the meaning of life is and all this type of stuff. So I, I don't get all caught up in, you know, Oh, I'm terrified of this. I don't want to live fearful. I could die anytime. There's like more people die in car accidents than get shot and die. Sure. But no, but we don't have the same type of fear getting into a car. I don't know about you. Because every car accident isn't televised. The national, every time there's a car death, I, I, I don't know the fact, I don't know the facts, but I would say more kids die in car accidents than they do by getting shot. It's a possibility. So, but, but it's like, but we're only fearful of what gets national headlines. So do you think they need to stop telling these stories? I think that's one thing, but I also think that it's it's not talked about how to fortify these schools, how to change these gun gun free zones. Like I speak, I speak at a lot of um, underprivileged schools, and when I was in Jersey, I went to a school in Trenton, and this school, I parked in a parking lot, and I saw a door. Try to open that door. The door was locked. I couldn't get in. Went to another door. Door was locked. Couldn't get in. I was like confused. I was like, how am I supposed to get into this school? And there's only one way to get into the school. Through the office. You have to go there and there's a metal detector. You have to go through the metal detector. You have to write your name down. Mm-hmm. You have to check in. You have to get a, a name bat, a, a name tag. Mm-hmm. You have to know you have to have been invited there or for some reason. And that's the way you go into the school. I'm not mad at that. I've experienced the same thing here in LA. Yeah. And and you know what? No no shootings at that school. However, don't you think a shooter could walk in through that front door and just do what they do? There's guards there. Armed guards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not available at every school. That's not even talked about it's not even at every school. About. That's what I'm saying. Like, So there's this like single point of entry, and, and I see these people talking like, oh, well, if there's a single point of entry... Um, How's that go- how how's that going to happen in an emergency case? Single point of entry doesn't mean there's a single point of exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not like these doors that are locked from the outside in, they can't walk out the other way. It's mm-hmm. just you can't get in in only one way and I just think there's a way there's ways to make things safe before we talk about just taking away the guns. Even like arming uh, teachers, I don't even think that it needs to go to that extreme. That's not gonna happen. That's yeah. probably the stupidest thing. I've yeah, ever and it shouldn't even it shouldn't even be a thing. I think that there's enough security measures. There's enough money. If we could send forty billion dollars to countries that no Americans are in, we could use that same money to make schools safer. Well, let's talk. That's a good good segue. Uh, I was doing some digging at. California's uh, policies. policies, California schools, LUSD. Mm-hmm. Now they have a union called the UTLA. They uh, submit proposals every year, and they try to get you know more money for teachers. the The whole union is designed to help give teachers paid more money. Okay, fairness. So they bring out this proposal, and I did some reading. It's an eighty five page proposal. I didn't read eighty five pages. Wow, <laughs> but. I got pretty damn close. There's a whole section here called legal support and property loss. Now, this is right off of their proposal that they're submitting to LAUSD. 
first article says LAUSD shall immediately dispose of all weapons and ammunition at Los Angeles School Police District and eliminate any budget lines to pay for any types of weapons or ammunition. That's article one. This is from the union. The teachers This is from the union. The union is turning this in. Teachers union. Correct. Okay. Uh, and then there's, this is page 51 of 85. Okay. So everything before that, keep in mind, pages one through 50 are, we want to pay teachers more. We want to pay teachers more. We want to pay teachers more. Until you get to page 51, you start reading things like, LUSD shall end all requirements for the engagement of police, except where mandated by federal, state, or local law requiring, require, requiring the involvement of police. Funding allocated for vacant positions at LASPD, Los Angeles School Police District, will be reallocated toward the initiatives in section 1.5 below. Now let's talk about 1.5. All right. LAUSD shall allocate at least $77 million in new funding annually for the creation of positive safety initiatives as an alternative to the over-policing of students. These initiatives shall prioritize students, schools, and communities most impacted by over-policing and criminalization. And we all know where those specific areas are. They shall include but not be limited to safe passage programs, community-based peace-building programs, violence prevention programs, mental health and suicide prevention services, and school climate reform initiatives. Now, these all sound wonderful, mm -hmm. great programs. Who's going to lead these programs? Is it the administration or is it the teachers who already have to spend over 40 hours a week prepping their kids uh, school plan, whatever, daily plans, buying supplies for these kids with their own money that they do not get reimbursed for. They can just write it off in their taxes, which barely gets them enough back. Uh, having to take care of all the clubs, having to take care of now positive reinforcement in the classroom. Now there's no, they, they don't want to, punish a kid anymore they want to positively reinforce good behavior i don't know how that's gonna happen mm. um and then some people in the senate or wherever what have you want to give teachers guns to not now be the superhero for the mm. school so my question is sure let's give all the money to teachers teachers deserve of thousand million dollars more than they're getting paid now but are you willing to get rid of the school police to do that is that is that the is that the solution here especially after a school shooting where 19 people died depends on if they're effective this sounds like it was written in 2020 <laughs> right uh when there was the whole uh abolish the police thing mm. Listen, the uh, idea and phrase phraseology <laughs> sounds nice good. Nice word. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. And These it's programs like, sound yes, great. We're going to give the students the freedom to not feel like they live in a police world. And I, I get that. Um, but that kind of goes back to my initial point of like, sometimes you do got to be afraid of somebody. 
You gotta be afraid if it ain't of the police. You gotta be afraid of your parents. If you're not scared of your parents, you gotta be afraid of the man upstairs. You gotta be afraid of something because that's the only that sometimes is the only thing that stops people from doing things. Now I have been in enough lunchrooms to see them fights mm-hmm. where uh, Mrs. Roberts is not going to come and run into. And if she Mm -hmm. does, she's getting a black eye. Right. Mm -hmm. There is no positive reinforcement when two 17-year-old, six-foot-three kids who work out all day long are fighting. And no. Sometimes you need a cop to come and just say, all right, Mm -hmm. drop them to the ground, and let's figure this out. We could do positive reinforcement when the whole incident is done. Right. But... The police are there for a reason. In fact, they have their own category, school police. School police. You know why? Because A, kids be bad, and B, other people are trying to hurt your kids. Correct. Los Angeles is one of the most troubled places on this side of the Mississippi. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Step outside, you'll see some kids that graduated from Hollywood High. Mm -hmm. They're sleeping on the streets. Yes. And they have mental issues and they are scary and dangerous and sometimes more than that. Somebody got to come in there, and I'm sorry to say it, but they got to give grown people some whoopings because some of them kids didn't get none, and right. they deserved them. I'm sorry to say it. Some parents I know will disagree. Oh, I don't hit my child. Some ch- some children do react to the, I'm disappointed in you. Damn, that's like a shot to the stomach. My mama never hit me Look at me. See? I'm handsome. So, okay, well. <laughs> I think there's a there's too much not too much freedom, but there's not enough structure. There was a day where when the teacher said this kid's been bad, it was why are you been bad? Yeah. Now it's well, why did you do that? Why are you telling me my kid's bad? Don't talk about my kid like that. Right. And it's like, well, hello. What's the point of sending them to me if I have no control? If you just want me to give them the grade and pass them anyway. Yeah. Kids don't fear their teachers because their parents always side with the children. I saw a video a few uh, weeks ago where this might not sound great, but they were asking parents on the street about uh, transitioning children. And it was like five year olds. They were saying, like, would you let your five year old transition? And the parents were saying, oh, okay. well, uh, yeah, I mean, they're in charge of their own bodies. And and the even the interviewer was like, at five years old, they were like, yeah, I mean, if they're sure, they can do it. Listen, <laughs> parents have to start assuming the roles of not being your kid's friend. Right. Stop being a friend. You Teachers have to assume the role that you are a leadership position in the ch- life of a child. Mentorship. Mentorship. They don't need to be your friend. After they graduate and they are... Human beings that can live in the world with other people. Maybe you guys could build a friendship. Right. Or maybe a continued mentorship. Right. But when people need to start realizing that there are figures in life that you don't cross. Right. Well, period. Now we got to talk about it. And this we could get as we could zoom out on this issue as far as we want. But that becomes generally generationally who are who's the parents? What age were they growing up? Their parents were hard on them. You have to do this. You have to go by the book. You have to do this. There's corporal punishment. And now they're saying, well, I don't want to do this. My kid, I never want to put my kid in fear of me. Sometimes they got to be scared. So, but I understand that. I mean, 
that doesn't mean that it was perfect back then, right? There's got to be right, a balance, right? right? right. But, and, and maybe but now eventually... it's extreme the exactly, other way. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's and, why. Yeah. and look, teachers are underpaid and they're asked to do too much, I think. Teachers are asked right. to do too much. Exactly. I think that... Um, I think that parents have, there's an issue with parenting, right? Just because you have a kid doesn't make you a good parent, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's an is issue with just accountability overall. And I think it goes back to, you were, You call it purpose. I think that it, it's just um, a moral structure. Like, unfortunately, right now, there's not a common moral, like, just people can't even... Uh, come to an understanding of how to define a man and a woman. Right. Can men and women have kids? Can can men have kids? Like it's just there's 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 no like before when like you said everybody thought when it was like maybe a Christian society and everybody was Christian. Not everybody's Christian. I'm just that's saying what they, that's what I'm, they I'm, preach, I'm, though. I'm using what I'm, I'm saying I'm is using everybody that, respects the rules. What I'm saying is back then when it was okay to, that everything was based off of Christian Judeo morality, right? And then that caused problems because every I'm Hindu, mm -hmm. like a Christian, somebody who's Christians trying to tell me that there's only one God and all this kind of stuff. All right, well, you're just saying I'm going to go to hell because I don't believe what you believe. That's the problem, though. Right. Because but what the I'm thing saying, is not about that. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, everybody still, there was still like God was still a thing. That's it. Of higher power. Higher power. But when it started to be like, nah, you can't talk about God anymore. And people mm -hmm. kept, people were allowed to poke holes in the logic and that's not your job, honestly. the The truth is, it's it, it. Religion and God and spirituality all became about what you can and can't do within your religion, and that's not what it's supposed to be. There are foundational things in every religion, maybe except for Satanism, that everybody believes: don't do harm to others, right. respect each other, respect the person above you, respect your elders, respect your creator. Mm -hmm. These are all things that are in all found uh, the foundation of all religion, maybe except for like extreme things. But once you start removing those things because you get upset about the, the other things and you start mandating that people think how you think, mm -hmm. that's when everybody says, well, we don't want to do this at all. Right. Either give me all of it or give me none of it. Mm -hmm. When when we were all playing within the same circle, that Pythagorean theme theory. Go ahead. You know what I'm talking about? The the the, the two circles when they Venn overlap. Thank, thank you. Yeah. The Venn diagram. When <laughs> we like all when we all have plus B squared equals C squared. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Venn diagram. When we all played within the circles of hey yo, we may be in this circle or this circle, but no matter what, everybody's in this one thing. That's why I keep saying the only thing you have is each other. Mm -hmm. Yes. Any one of us could hurt each other. Right now, right. Look at Mike Tyson. People messing with Mike Tyson. He got to punch people in the face. Mm. That's Mike Tyson. He been doing that for years. And he been punching. <laughs> he he bite people Four ears off. Years. He make millions of dollars knocking people out. Okay, yes. and people are messing with him. You know why? Because they're not scared. I know if I meet Mike Tyson, I don't even know if I want to shake his mm -hmm. hand. Mm -hmm. I'm like, sir, is it okay? Yeah. If I shake your hand, that's the issue that we have. 
people are falling out of the that diagram and saying, I'm over there and I'm over there and I don't respect this little sliver that we all supposed to respect that on the God part. Mm-hmm. That's all you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to tell you how to do it. Just do it. Right. And, you know, you asked the question earlier, should these things be televised? Should this be national news? And I understand why people need to put it out there because it is news and obviously what it, but I think there is, a, there needs to be a better way of, uh, of covering it. In what sense? I just think that it's, uh, too much, uh, it's glam. It's kind of to the point where it's not glamorized, but it's like, you know, you start making Netflix documentaries about it. Oh, yeah. That and you happens. start making 10-part series about serial killers. Mm-hmm. And then you start making all of these things about Columbine. And, uh, you know, all of these shootings. It's just like... I, I remember, you know, we talked about Simon Sinek. And he was talking about how the deterioration of our society is happening because social media is basically giving access to kids giving them the same type of um, reactions um, through social media that they would if they were like drinking alcohol, the serotonin, the serotonin and the dopamine receptors and all this kind of stuff. And it's just deteriorating. We're starting to see more and more and more like kids just not knowing how to handle information, how to handle um, access, how to handle their emotions, feelings and all this kind of stuff. Back in the day, we were probably going through similar stuff, but we didn't have we never saw somebody go into a school and just shoot up a whole bunch of people. So that thoughts never crossed our mind. Well, that's because the next generation is being um, forced uh, to lose their mind. Yeah. We, we, we don't have control of our children. That's the scary part. There are purposeful, intentional acts that are happening to lose the ownership of one's family. It's happening. And there are entities out there that don't want parents to parent. Mm-hmm. They don't want uh, people to pass down their old way of thinking to the new generation. When all elderly people have lessons that can uh, do good for the world today. Trust me, this is an epidemic that we currently have, but there is something they dealt with in their time. And I'm sure there's words of wisdom that can come from them, but we are quick to throw away the last generation. I hear it all the time. Boy, I can't wait until they die. (laughs) Why? Because you disagree with them. Or it's hard to, um, to hear what they have to say, right? The truth hurts. I never knew what that meant until somebody bruised my ego, my ego. Mm hmm. You know, as a kid, when they say you can't handle the truth, I was like, damn, that's an interesting line. Until somebody hurt me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so someone shoot. said, if you walk five to eight miles a day, you'll be slim as <laughs> hell. <laughs> truth let me see. Let me see your internet browser history. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we have to be careful. When y'all become parents, man, you better raise your kids right. We need to stop looking at the government to be able to... to Solve this issue too. No, the government's not going to be able to legislate anything that's going to make people stop doing these acts. And that's why I'm a little bit fearful 
at, when I go certain places, uh, when I taught at a school, when I worked in a hospital, and I always felt a little uneasy because somebody could just walk right on in and boom, it's a wrap for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about it all the time. Uh, even when I was in Vegas, uh, Sam texted me, oh, they're shooting on the highway. I was like, bro, they sh- it's everywhere. You know, so it's scary. And, and I'm not going to fault anybody for being scared. People have lost their damn minds. Y'all just be careful out there. And please, if you believe, before you go somewhere, say a prayer. You never know if this might be your last. Take care of each other. Love each other. Move forward. I'm hoping that those parents um, in Uvalde... uh, Grieve as long as they need to grieve. I'm hoping that uh, at some point in time, this experience um, can evolve into something meaningful for the world, even though it's tragic for your family. I'm hoping that uh, you keep the names of those children and the images of those children alive as long as you're alive and pass them on from generation to generation. So this could be a lesson to the next generation that hurt hurts, pain hurts. And I hope that they believe that they'll one day be able to see their family member again. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, it's a heavy topic. Clearly, you know, we don't have the solutions. We just got to focus on controlling what we could control. At the end of the day, nobody's here to save you. You got to save yourself. That's kind of my mentality about things. It's like nobody's coming to save you. At the end of the day, make sure that you're putting yourself in the best situation for yourself, for your family, and... You know, we need to start elevating people doing good instead of just focusing on the bad that's happening. If you guys have anything to say, please leave a comment. Uh, try to be kind to each other in the YouTube comments uh, or on, on Instagram, wherever it is that you're watching this or listening to this. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.